1: Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: All right, welcome uh, to the show. It is Bowerly Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, A couple of things to uh, to, uh, talk about here uh, on the program. First of all, the... Um, the situation with uh, football and its violent nature. Uh, Joy Behar uh, has gone on record as saying that basically conservative Republican heterosexual men um, watch the National Football League and people should switch to golf uh, or some such uh, similar sport. Um, Highly unlikely to happen given the many billions of dollars that are involved with the National Football League. Um, and last night, I was reading on one of the news sites, and I, I wish I could tell you which one, but I was scrolling madly through the phone while I was waiting for somebody, and uh, there were articles about, well, we don't even know if the Bills Patriots game is going to happen. Uh, I mean, this, and they were talking about reputable, um, well, all right, as reputable as media can be, um, websites. Now, I have a very hard time believing that it won't happen, but uh, it was floated as a. Uh, As a possibility, Uh, we also know that the uh, NFL is not going to resume the Bills Bengals game that was suspended uh, after the incident with DeMar Hamlin. Two people familiar with the decision told the AP. Both people spoke to the AP anonymously because the league is still figuring out how to determine playoff seating and scheduling and the NFL Players Association has to approve changes and obviously the Bills-Bengals game had major playoff implications. Buffalo entered Monday night needing a win to maintain the AFC's number one seed. The Chiefs currently hold that spot. The Bengals had a chance to earn that top seed with two more wins and a loss by the Chiefs. So that was a uh, situation, Um, well, we'll have to figure out what the NFL is going to do. So did you, uh, uh, another area to uh, get into, uh, let me just uh, get back to what I was saying prior to the uh, news break, uh, and that is in light of what happened to uh, DeMar, in light of what has been reported on as far as uh, brain trauma, with NFL players. I mean, it's, it's, it's frightening the number of guys who uh, retire and end up putting a bullet into their heart and willing their brain to science to try to figure out um, more about the um, safety of the brain while playing football. Actually, I think hockey's Bob Probert's family did the same thing. Uh, they saved his brain. Uh, they put his ashes in the Detroit penalty box. True story. And uh, well, where, where else would he be but the Detroit penalty box? Bob Probert and uh, his brain was sent away for uh, for study. So it, it's not just a uh, it's not just a football situation. So anyway, the uh, situation the other night and all of the reports about brain injury. Um, should we let our kids play football? Should we let our kids play any sport? Uh, where there is a risk of serious injury. But then you get into the question of, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to sit around and just play video games all the time? Going to play Call of Duty all day long? You need exercise because uh, on the one hand, it's always confusing in America because on the one hand we hear millions of children will go hungry tonight. And on the other hand, America has never seen such childhood obesity. I can't figure out what it is. But uh, it, it, it's hard to, I mean, I don't know if, if you're a coach in uh, Little League football or high school football, junior high school or middle high school football, it, is it hard to recruit players anymore? I mean, it, it's hard for workers, it, it's hard for businesses to find workers. I wonder if it's hard for high school and Little League sports teams to find players People who actually want to put on the pads, tie up the laces, and go out on the field. Because, you know, there was obviously a time where uh, you had more people who wanted to play than you had roster spots available on the team. And obviously, if you're the coach, your kid is quarterback. Just like if you're coaching baseball, your kid is pitcher. It just it, just, it never fails. Uh, at least it didn't when I was uh, growing up. But... <clears throat> But what do you what do you do? What what do we do about uh, about kids and and sports? What do we do if you're a football mom? If you're a football dad, you tell me what we do uh, about this situation. Tell me what we do. Uh, Do if your kid came to you and said, "I want to play football. I really want to play football. You gotta let me play football." Are you on board with that? You're going to try to talk him out of it? Um, I'd try to talk my kid out of it, frankly. Uh, And and it's not because of the DeMar um, Hamlin situation. It's because of the repeated hits uh, and brain damage that I know is associated with football. And looking at it logically, um, the chance that Any one kid is going to end up as the next Tom Brady or Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs is is a statistical zero. Um, A lot of people think, wow, maybe this sport will put my kid through college. Even that is difficult to get a full-ride scholarship because you're super, super good at a sport. Of course, it happens, but versus the number of people who participate, it is a statistical zero. Um, Also, if you listened to the news conference from the University of Cincinnati, um, are you encouraged by what you heard the doctors state? Are you encouraged? Um, I would say... That the, the, the most encouraging the most encouraging part of the entire news conference and it went what half hour, forty minutes. The most encouraging part was when they said that DeMar is communicating with the people at the bedside, that he is communicating, and he's doing so with a pen, paper, and a clipboard. That is how he is communicating. And the first thing he wanted to know was, did we win? I don't know if he wrote, did we win or who won, but that's the first thing that he wrote down. Now, I, I, I believe that for most of us, we wake up in a strange hospital room surrounded by family. We would probably ask the question, why am I here or what happened to me but Demar wanted to know who won the football game uh, so that I, that was very encouraging I laughed when when the doctor reported that I did not laugh when the cardiologist and the other medical doctor on the call asked for some specifics about some of the diagnostics that had or had not been done. Um, and, and they didn't um, answer the question. I don't know if that's a privacy thing. I don't know if they found something that is going to be, yeah, he's never going to be able to play football again. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I, I have no idea, no way of knowing. Let's go to um, Jack in uh, Buffalo first up on WBEN. Jack, uh, did you happen to listen to the uh, news conference with uh, the doctors? I did catch the uh, part of it, my, one of my kids had texted me about it, and I turned it
3: on, I, I caught a little bit of it, where they said uh, one defib and one resuscitation on the field, and I thought that was very encouraging. But uh, the point I wanted to make was, has is,
2: is anyone uh, take note of the fact that the Pro Bowl was supposed to be flag football this year? The Pro Bowl is supposed to be fl- uh, flag football this year. Nobody's brought that up on the show, but you're right. That is sort of like
3: an implicit recognition of the danger of the sport. You know, let's go back thousands of years to the gladiators. They weren't crying over people dying there. And here we kill ourselves in automobiles. You know, I mean, you can be very careful about everything and take precautions. But I, I always thought maybe the thing to do was to go like rugby and don't have helmets. Because if you don't have a helmet, you'd be less inclined to use your head,
2: uh, you know, so violently. So the uh, – what are you saying about uh, – I mean, people for years have have recognized that uh, football is a dangerous game. I mean, that was brought up uh, the other night right after the incident with DeMar, that this is a violent game. That was a word that was used, violent game.
3: Yeah. Uh, I I happen to have personal experience of that, and it was my nephew who uh, – Played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was
2: involved in the early brain studies. Uh, so, what was what was his story? Without naming the individual, what was his story? Well, he
3: he played for the Steelers, and he was a lineman for them in the uh, their in their Super Bowl years. And uh, when he got off of the field, uh, the family began to notice that he didn't seem to be you know you know with, properly behaving like a spectator. He's a really good kid, and you know, he, his marriage kind of fell apart. He became convinced that uh, Satan was pursuing him, and it was such a serious thing for him that he, uh, in fleeing that, that fear, he took his life on the throughway by going the wrong way on the throughway and he crashed his truck into a... Oh, I remember uh, that. I
2: remember that. Yeah, That's.
3: I I knew the kid, and his... He was a, kind of a kid who could have been an all sport. You know, he could have been baseball, he could have been basketball, he could have been football. One of those kids, and he was, you know, a bright kid. He played the banjo. In fact, his, his sister still lives in Pittsburgh, and she watches a pond and has a website called Sister Rattlebones on YouTube.
2: So, I, as far you know, as the uh, as far as your family, um, how, does your family watch NFL football? I mean, the widow of the Detroit Lion who died on the field back in the early 70s, she can't even watch the game.
3: No, we we were were big fans and, and continue to be big fans. Of course, his mother, uh, her enthusiasm was greatly tempered by this tra- tragic loss. His, his dad um, was a great athlete himself, and, and he passed away uh not not too long after his son had died. No, the, it was a, a blow to the family, but really, the sport still remains um, an enthusiasm for
2: for all of us. And, uh, even uh, even after what happened, even after what happened to your nephew.
3: Yes, because it's a it's a risk that you you're aware of, and when you learn that no one knew what was going to happen, but when it did happen, at least his his death helped to contribute to the research that led to an understanding, which led to better helmet use and better treatment of uh, better protocol for uh, concussions on the field. So in a sense, there was a redeeming quality to it.
2: All right. Right. Thank you uh, very much, Jack. I uh, appreciate the uh, phone call very much. Um, All right. uh, Your take on, uh, you know, is, is football so violent that we should do away with it? Would you let your kid play football? And what did you hear in the news conference about DeMar that uh, was the most encouraging thing to you? And I think his waking up and asking who won, uh, that was very encouraging. It was so encouraging, I laughed out loud, which is the first time I've laughed out loud about the uh, DeMar Hamlin situation. And uh, well, since Monday night, uh, it was just kind of funny the way the doctor said it. And it was just a real testament to the uh, uh, competitive nature of the young man. Uh, here's uh, Jim in North Tonawanda on WBen. Hello.
1: Yeah, Tom. Uh, you know I hate to sound like an old dinosaur, but you know we're going the same way the Romans went. When the young Roman men got so soft and so feminized that they couldn't go in the army, and which meant that they could no longer protect the borders of the Italian Peninsula, Rome fell. Rome fell because they got too soft and lazy, and everything was dangerous, and they were going to hire the Visigoths to do all the fighting for them. And look what happened to the Romans. You can, boys can be transgendered, they just can't play football. Am I missing something here, Tom? I know I'm an old dinosaur, but once we get past that fact, what am I missing?
2: Well, I mean, I, 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 if you're if you're comparing um, a recreational activity and a sport with the defense of the country, I don't know that that's a, a fair comparison.
1: Uh, Tom, I'm going to tell you something. I was on the brigade boxing team in the Army, and you know what they said?
2: Is that when you jumped into Panama?
1: That was... It was that I'm was, sorry,
2: uh, it was just, I was just at the, the count that my timer was on. I was yeah. just waiting. Yeah. All
1: right. No, anyway, but Tom... Where do I start? To, to, to find guys that want to do that kind of work is next to impossible as it is. And, and you have to have a mindset to do that work. And our young boys are not being raised with the mindset of being warriors. I mean, I, I know I'm a dinosaur. I admit it. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm a dinosaur. But I remember back in the days of black and white television, we had Bat Masterson, Wyatt Earp. Fess Parker was Daniel Boone. Uh, We had John Wayne, Davy Crockett at the Alamo, and all the other Western shows. Hoss Cartwright, Little Joe and Adam, and Ben Cartwright. I mean, our heroes were all tough guys. We were raised with our role models were all these guys that were the all-American tough guys.
4: Yeah, but
2: we've got John Wick now. I mean, do we still have tough guys? The Today, Sopranos was getting... The Sopranos was a hugely popular show. It was filled with tough guys.
1: I hope so, but I just sense we're getting too way too soft, Tom. We don't have the mindset anymore. The mindset's not like it used to be. It's not there anymore. I can see the difference. I give an example. Bellavia brought out an excellent point. He was talking about football elements back in like the nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies. Didn't have enough padding. Well our mothers would loved us. They were concerned about us. They went to the local junkyard. They came up with the idea of getting foam rubber for free from the guys that worked with the junk cars and the junkyards. They took their sewing scissors, took that foam rubber from the junkyard, cut it down. So that it would fit, if you could picture what I'm saying, between the webbing inside the helmet and the shell of the helmet itself. They taped all that foam rubber, they cut it down to the right size, taped it down with black electrical tape, gave us the helmets back, and said, play football. Our fathers and our football coaches used to call them mom helmets. Our mothers knew we could get hurt. But they weren't going to baby us to the point where no, you can't play football. Moms, our moms got together and improved the helmets as they came from the factory. That's that was the mindset of the women of the World War II generation. Now, the how I did you? Uh,
2: now. How, now, did, did you play organized football, or was it yeah, just? I
1: played. I played three years in the Tyro League before I went to high school. I was in the Tyro. I don't even think the Tyro League exists anymore. Uh, There's not enough babies being born that we could have tyro teams. Well, that's anymore. why, Jim.
2: This is why I ask the question of coaches: Can you even field a team anymore? Because basically, I mean, you you talk about the feminization. Um, I would take it one step further and call it the lazyization of America, because. You can't find people who want to work. So I'm asking, is it is hard to find people to staff or to fill out a roster of a youth hockey team or a youth football team, as it used to be? I mean, you can't yeah, even it, find people who want to go into police work. It used to be a dream job, the pension, the benefits. Now they can't even fill up an academy class. Nobody wants to work.
1: Oh, well, and to be fair, though, to be fair, to be objective – the baby boom is over. Now, we're talking about a time when we had approximately, and you can look go online and you'll find out I'm right about this. Over, from the 20 years, from the end of World War II to 20 years after that, all those young girls that were working in the defense factories pumped out approximately 76 million babies. But, of course, the women back then did not abort their babies. That's why there were about 76 million of us born. And, 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 and we're so soft. And weak and cowardly, the least little thing, with the word danger in it. Like when I was in the Army, we'd say, I say ranger, you say danger. They don't do that anymore. That mindset's not there. We've gotten way too soft, and we're going to pay the price. And another reason we got so many females in the military, well, if the boys are too soft to go fight, we'll put the girls in uniform. What can I tell you?
2: Uh, all right, thank you, uh, Jim. Uh, appreciate the uh, the telephone call. Thought of Jim when watching The Dirty Dozen because one of the guys who was uh, airdropped uh, into Germany uh, did not make it through the jump. I don't want to wreck the ending for you. The movie's only been out for only 50 years, but uh, it's no longer on Netflix. They took it off for the time being. All right, it is uh, 3.26. Okay, so let's uh, piggyback off of what uh, Jim there had to say. Uh all this talk now about football being too dangerous. You've got people on national TV saying this is this is basically the fault of uh, conservative heterosexual men. Um, Joy Behar said that uh, she she really she really did, and, and she wants people to give up football. Uh, it's 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 not going to happen. There's there's too much money involved. At least the professional, the National Football League. It's a big deal. Um, so. As far as your kids, does Monday night change anything with respect to the uh, sports activities you let your kids engage in? Eight oh three oh nine thirty, and are are we getting too soft? Is is the call? Are the calls about football that they should be? Uh, it should be banned. Um, are they an indication that we are soft or is it an indication that we have uh, advanced past the uh, the caveman stage? Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN.
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
2: Yeah, man, just one of those days. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. So uh, we, we've got certain people like uh, Joy Behar basically uh, uh, out for blood against the National Football League. Uh, David Bellavia earlier today was asking, you know, what do you do about your kids wanting to play football? Does Monday change anything? And uh, caller said hey, it's not just the games, it's the repeated head bumps during practice, and bumps probably didn't do it justice. Uh, Jim in North Tonawanda, he says, well, you know what? All this talk, we're being feminized in America. We're being feminized. And I'm kind of curious if you are a coach, if you're having a problem fielding teams, are, are you having a problem fielding teams for football or hockey? Because I think my my sense is we have entered almost a do-as-little-as-possible America. And have you ever had to struggle so much to find a gas station without plastic wrap on the handles? Sorry, no gas. Like, really? I don't remember that even in the energy crisis of 74. Uh, let's go to uh, Michelle uh, in Buffalo. Michelle, you are on WBEN. Hello. Good afternoon. How
0: are you? Wonderful. Thank you. So I guess I'm calling about your comment um, regarding canceling football. And I I think it seems a little strange, the outpouring or the pushback for canceling the NFL when no one's really forced to play. There are positives, too, like, you know, building camaraderie. All of our players have a brotherhood. Um, You know, football afforded Hamlin to get out of a tough neighborhood, they're saying, in this tough situation. Um, even Diggs has a campaign running right now that says football brings people together. So there's a lot of positive things. And, you know, really, if they didn't want to play, they really don't have to.
2: Oh, well, absolutely. I've men- mentioned that before, that, uh, you know, these guys, this this is what they do. And even if football was outlawed, there would be underground leagues, not physically underground, but you understand what I'm saying.
0: Right, right, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, but, you know, here here's the thing. Um, we had a call from a guy. Whose nephew was an NFL player, suffered traumatic brain injury, and I remember the news story uh, distinctly ran his truck uh, on the New York State Thruway, eventually crashing into uh, a, a bridge abutment. And uh, from what our caller said, uh, sounded like uh, the poor guy had severe brain injuries. It's a total personality change.
0: Right, right, so what, what do tragic. we do
2: what do we do about this?
0: Well, we do what we've always been doing. We continue to study the science um, of the body and what happens when we have certain um, hits and certain angles, and what can we do to further develop the technology to protect the body during those situations. Uh, But you can't stop a people from enjoying something that they're passionate about. I mean, none of these guys would have made it through to the NFL if they didn't truly care for that passion of playing.
2: Well, you know, here's uh, an interesting question um, that I I mentioned earlier, the statistic, NFL players typically live seven years fewer than their same-age cohorts. And my question would be, knowing that, being a National Football League player, would you change your career? Would you change your life? And I don't think many or any of them would. They're very well compensated. And it's like what somebody said about, um, you remember John Gotti, by any chance? Yes. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay,
2: well I just asking. I I don't know, but uh, somebody said, hey, even though he died in Supermax alone with throat cancer, John Gotti would not have traded his uh, 7 years in the limelight being the Godfather for anything. It's what he lived for. So I suspect right. we'd have the same answer from football players.
0: I believe you would too. I mean, these guys they they just are wired, um they're competitive they love their their teammates and their brothers and the friends that they they share their families with each other you know they're they have something that not everybody gets to share and i don't think they would trade that
2: well what what was your takeaway from the doctor's news conference uh, with demar well not with demar but talking about demar
0: oh my gosh well, one, I I felt a little like you did. I couldn't believe that he didn't ask what, why he was or why he was there. But you know who won or how you know how did the game end? That was, but I did have tears in my eyes just for the fact that he was alert and um, you know, having comments in general that seemed to be with him where he was when, that he last remembered. So that, that was really encouraging.
2: Well, it, it's also encouraging that he can communicate um, with people because this way he, yeah. can let, you know, he can let people know, I have pain, please give me some morphine. Or, you know, hey, Mom, I'm okay. It's just, it's got to right. be such a tremendous relief to the family to have a channel of communication open with DeMar. And let's hope that every day it just gets better and better.
0: Yes, the fact that his brain is able to send signal to his hand that he can write out legible yep. writing, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. I love it.
2: Well, my brain is yet to figure out how to send legible writing to anybody. So DeMar's ahead of me on that, uh, football or no football. So as far as, the, uh, as far as kids playing football, Michelle, I don't know if you have any kids. Um, I have three. But you have three. And yep. did they play football?
0: Uh, my kids, and my boys played baseball, and my daughter played soccer.
2: Which, by the way, soccer also known for traumatic brain injuries, uh, heading the ball that came out yes. about twenty years ago.
0: She had three concussions
2: from heading the ball. Yes. Wow. Uh, yes. Very that. See that that to me that's very interesting. Um, uh, uh, but I, I, I was talking before about the fact that anything we do in life has inherent risks everything correct. we
0: do you walk out your front door and you take a risk you get in your car you take a risk you get on a plane you're taking a risk
2: well you you are correct you get married you're taking a risk you're taking a 50 <laughs> percent risk on that one
0: you give birth to a child you're taking a risk <laughs>
2: oh, ain't that the truth um thank you very much michelle i appreciate i appreciate the call. All right, there's a mom whose daughter played soccer and had concussions. Now, soccer, look, people insult soccer here in the United States. Don't ever do it in Europe because as the NFL is to the United States, football, European football, soccer is to the Europeans. When people are willing to literally kill fans from the other teams, you know how psyched they are about their particular uh, team. But haven't uh, heard of a big soccer riot in quite some time now, or soccer hooligans in some time now. Maybe it's happened, but uh, missed it. Here's Frank in uh, Tonawanda. Frank, football, is it? Is it too violent? Should kids play football? I mean, all, all the stuff we've been talking about, your takeaway from the uh, Doctors News Conference.
4: Uh, I, I believe that there there should be no problem with kids playing football. And anybody, of course, that, that's listened to Joy Behar has got to be have problems anyhow because she has no idea what she's talking about. Uh, the doctor, as far as from what I understood at one point, the doctors that they have talked, maybe not the particular doctors from Cincinnati, but as the different uh, sports channels and channels have talked to other physicians, that this is kind of a freak accident that happened to this kid unfortunately. Uh, A lot of them had said that there was a problem, that it just was a perfect situation where the heart was beating at some point, they got hit in the chest at some point, and that caused the arrhythmia. Now, I'm not a doctor by no means, but this is what I'm hearing, and this is what they have said on TV that that I have, as I watch this situation, they've talked about. I mean, if you want to go back I'm 68 years old. I've seen two guys on the basketball court die running up and down the court because they've had heart attacks. One played for the University of UNLV, and the other one played for the Boston Celtics in the NBA. I can't remember the names of the players, but they both passed on the court running up and down the court. Heart problems they had. Right. Uh, how about Daryl Stingley in football? They're not talking about that. That happened years ago, where he got where he got clobbered and he went down and, and he was in a wheelchair for the rest of his life and eventually passed away. I mean, this was not a serious hit, and I firmly believe that you're going to find out in time. It's going to come out eventually, and I don't think they're going to bring it out right now. That this kid has a physical problem. He wasn't hit that hard. Uh, I've seen a heck of a lot harder hits. Now, it was either a freak accident, like the doctors had said, or the kid may have a problem. That, that's my takeaway from this. And, and I mean, people like Joy have to come out and make her comments is just, of course, she's ridiculous anyhow. It's okay. a ridiculous statement for her to make that.
2: Well, you know, as far as the underlying problem, you know, here's, here's uh, the doctors did not address the questions from one medical doctor and another medical doctor who specifically was a cardiologist. Some very specific questions, for example, about the electrocardiogram and did they detect any underlying abnormalities. And what I would like to know is how did those abnormalities normalities escape the national football league's physical because they're not going to buy, you know, they're they're not going to invest millions of dollars into somebody if uh they've got an arrhythmia or if they've got a they've got a situation which could endanger their lives.
4: I I agree 100% with you. Uh, it, it's it, like I say how them if if it if it is indeed uh, a physical problem that he had with the more and you were talking about then it, it it's it, then it's up to the, the organization why he was even on the football field if that was if that was the case I'm not saying that was the case I still believe in my heart that it was that it was a freak accident as I said before with this uh, arrhythmia where the heart just beat at a perfect time and he got hit at the perfect time and it caused it caused him to go into heart failure uh Like I say, I'll never – I mean, we'll know when it comes out, but, I mean, I'm just surmising because I'm no – like, as we talked about, I'm no doctor by no means. But my my whole theory is – is that people that, that come out and make comments, especially people that have a stage like she has, to come out and make comments like that, and they continuously let these people do that. They're destroying our country, first of all, and, and second of all, it's a false statement. It's ridiculous. In other, I mean, another example is how about Clint Malarchek? Is hockey too serious to play now because he
2: got cut in the throat with the skate? And he could have passed away on, well, Richard, on the Richard, ice, but they saved him. Richard Zednick... Uh, as well uh all right bro thank exactly. you all right my love thank you for the call frank thank you sir absolutely sir just tom is fine jim and north Tonawanda can call me sir because we've been breaking each other's cojones for 40 years <laughs> we- <laughs> In case you guys don't know that, Jim has been calling for 40 years at least. So I uh, we reserve the right to uh, break each other um, every now and again. So yeah, the story from the New York Post. The View co-host, uh, co-host Joy Behar hit conservatives and heterosexual men on Wednesday for their support of tackle football. 45% of Americans think that tackle football is appropriate. Heterosexual men voted the most support for kids doing football. And conservatives were more likely to support youth tackle football, just saying, Behar said, with disdain. The hosts were discussing uh, DeMar Hamlin, who collapsed during a game Monday night and suffered cardiac arrests and renewed calls for the NFL to make safety a priority. Um, co-host Sarah Haynes said the injury wouldn't turn people away from football because it's a huge part of tradition. Um, and And it is. And in addition to being a huge tradition, what else is it, guys? You know the answer. Hey, big money. Big money is involved. And billions of dollars you don't mess with. You don't mess with. And I, uh, some of these people are saying, well, maybe some of the football players at the end of the year are going to hang up the cleats because of something like this. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. They're, they're, as our caller said, they're wired to be competitive. I mean, DeMar's first concern when, they, when he was awakened was... Uh, Did we win? Or who won the game? So a lot has happened today. Um, Well, we found out what Joy Behar said about uh, you straight conservative men being the biggest fans of football, uh, perpetuating this uh, violence on the field. Um, I honestly think that that's somewhat laughable. uh, But that's just me. Also, uh, your kids. Do you let them play football? Does Monday change anything as far as your kids and activities. If you're a coach, I'm curious if you can even field teams anymore, because I think the age of lazy has entered America. The age of lazy. It began pre-pandemic, but I think the pandemic has accelerated it. Um, People just don't want to work. We're having supply chain issues in some respects because people don't want to do the work of the supply chain. If you don't think there's a supply chain issue, drive by your gas station. You'll see little plastic things on a lot of the handles at a lot of the stations. Here's Jack in uh, South Buffalo on WBN. Hello, Jack.
5: Hello. Um, i just like to uh, comment about the uh, taking the little kids out of out of the Little League. If, if they don't start um, in the sport, then who would take over eventually? Because – there's no liking all of a sudden if the kids weren't at their young age brought into the sport.
2: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's, uh, I suspect that there would still be enough parents who would want their kids to play football that that wouldn't be a problem.
5: And, and then the same thing with um, your employment. As a parent, do you tell your kid what job he should seek? I, I've been a construction worker all my life, and believe me, I wish I had the uh, paycheck of a doctor, but, I'm not a doctor type person, and I never will be.
2: And the point would be, uh, you lost me.
5: Well, because you're you saying about the parents telling the kids not to play football, so now should they do the same thing about their employment? You
2: know, mm, I, of- I, don't, I don't, I don't see the connection. You, you lost me on the trail, partner. I'm sorry.
5: The employment of a dangerous job versus a non dangerous job? You know, so the parents are going to start having to tell them what they can do for.
2: Uh, Oh, okay. Well, okay. When you're entering the workforce, you are typically considered an adult. able to make your own decisions about what you want to do if you want to go and join the air force uh, you want to be a blue angel or try to be a blue angel Um, you want to go into the army uh, you want to be a construction worker like you are which is a dangerous job Um, you are an adult and competent to make decisions is a is an eight-year-old competent to make a decision on playing football which is uh, can be dangerous well, I would think if the kid was interested in the
5: sport, he should be allowed to play it. And, and when we have unfortunate accidents like this, they always have good outcomes from them. Eventually, they improve the equipment, and, and they work on that. The same thing in construction. I mean, people used to get hurt almost every single day years ago, and you know things have been slowed down from getting hurt.
2: Well, Kenny went to high school with, uh, had the body of Adonis, and uh, unfortunately died very shortly after graduating high school in a construction accident. And if there's anybody I would have thought would have been indestructible, it would have been him. Uh, but anyway, Jack, thank you very much. I, I appreciate the call. Uh, good to hear from you. Um, Okay, uh, interesting point. Now, of course, as I said, the difference is when you're going for a job, you're an adult. When you're asking your parents if you can play Little League football, you're a kid, and you're going to need your parents' consent to do it. So if you're a parent, do you consent to letting them do it? And is it just football, or is it hockey? Is it baseball? Is it softball? Is it martial arts? You know, where, where do you draw the line? Because... Danger is an inherent part of life. You can't get away from it. When you drove home from work today or if you're driving right now, you are at risk. More at risk than if you were at home sitting on the couch. But I'd love to hear from coaches. uh, I'd love to hear from youth football coaches about how you are able to field teams and whether you've taken any calls from parents concerned uh, about their kids' safety looking ahead to the next season after uh, Monday night. And, you know, in in the old days, you didn't hear so much talk about traumatic brain injuries. What you heard was a lot of guys talking about their bum football knee that they got in high school or, or college. That was the big thing, was a bum knee from an accident you had playing football at a younger age. Now we're talking about brain stuff. Brain stuff was not a big concern when most of us, when many of us were growing up. It was always about a broken bone or a a wrecked knee or something. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN.
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back.